the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All they have to do is get up and go and scoop it up off the ground. God is feeding his people. He's watering his people. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilbert. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, log on to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Hi, this is part two of a message we started yesterday in Exodus 18. I entitled this message, A Sensible Use of Time. And we talked about the fact that, you know, Moses had had brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. He had delivered them. It wasn't Moses, obviously. It was God that was working through Moses. But anyway, he's out in the wilderness now. And and now his father-in-law, whose name is Jethro, where he had sent his wife and his kids to stay with them while he was doing the work of the Lord, Jethro had heard about all the things that God had done, the plagues and all of these things. And now he hears that Moses is in the wilderness. So he grabs his daughter, who is Moses' wife, his two grandsons, that's the two sons of Moses, He says, I'm going to reunite them with Moses. So he heads out there. He comes over the rise. And what does he see? Like, oh, my goodness, there's some three to four million people that are there in the wilderness that God delivered. It's like, oh, wow, everything I've heard is true. So we're going to pick up there and uh, this point here, a time to share. So let me read to you what happens next here in Exodus chapter 18, verse 8. It says, And Moses told his father-in-law, Jethro, all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardship that had befallen them on the journey, and how the Lord had delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced over the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel in delivering them from the hand of the Egyptians. So Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of Pharaoh and who delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know, he said, that the Lord is greater than all the gods. Indeed, it was proven when he dealt proudly against the people. And then Jethro, Moses, his father-in-law took a burnt offering and sacrificed it to God, and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses' father-in-law before God. Wow! Talk about a time of rejoicing. Yes, it's one thing hearing about what God was doing in Egypt, you know, through merchant travelers that were coming by and giving these bits and pieces to Jethro, Moses' father-in-law. But it's another thing getting it from Moses himself. I mean, imagine Moses telling his mentor, the man who discipled him, the man who invested in his spiritual life of Moses, the man who Moses loved as his own father. See, I love hearing about what God is doing in Los Angeles through the people here at Core Church. 
church. I love hearing from my son-in-law about what things are happening there at Jesus City Church in Montgomery, Alabama, where he and my daughter went out and started a church there a year ago. See, I love hearing these things just like what Jethro was hearing. I like hearing about when our you know, college ministry goes out witnessing here in Santa Monica Pier. Our high school ministry goes out witnessing Pastor Brenton and Pastor Abel. It's like, wow, what a great thing it is to hear the praise report. So imagine the praise report that's flowing off of Moses' lips about all the plagues that God had inflicted on Egypt, from the Nile River turning to blood, to the Passover where the angel of death passed over the Israelites' homes, only taking the firstborn of the Egyptians who had beat and killed and enslaved God's people all the way to the splitting of the Red Sea, ending in the destruction of Pharaoh and his entire army. I mean, what would that be like listening to Moses share about these things? Then how God miraculously provided for his people in the wilderness. He struck a rock and water came out of the rock, you know, to their daily food needs as fresh manna now is waiting for them every single morning. All they have to do is get up and go and scoop it up off the ground. God is feeding his people. He's watering his people. You know, it's just amazing what's happening here. Well, Jethro, he couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't contain himself as he busts out in praise from his lips in verse 10. He says, Blessed be the Lord who delivered you to the one and only true God. Remember, he was from Midian. And the Midianites, they were notorious for worshiping all kinds of false gods. But not Jethro. He worshiped the one and only true God. And he said in verse 11, I know the Lord is greater than all these other so-called gods. Then in verse 12, he immediately offers up a burnt sacrifice to God to thank him for all that he has done. I wonder if we ever just take some time to just thank God. I mean, we're quick to pray for things. We're quick to receive a blessing when it comes. But do we stop and just thank the Lord? I mean, Jethro gets up, he goes out, sacrifices an animal, and provides a huge barbecue as they sit down and eat together, reflecting on and praising God with Aaron, Moses' brother, and the elders of Israel. You know, I would love to see a rerun of this whole conversation at the table. You know, when I get to heaven, you know, God's got to have a way of recording all this stuff. I mean, look, if we got DVDs now and all kinds of ways of recording things, I'm sure God's a little more advanced than us here on planet Earth. But I'd like to see a rerun of this, to hear all the glorious stories of God's mighty hand of deliverance as Moses told him out of his own mouth. Yes, all night long they were giving praise and glory to the living God who is worthy of our praise. For he is the same God who has given to us life in the midst of this dead world. Is this world not dead? I mean, is our president just clueless? I mean, it's like, look, we need to pray for our president. We need to pray for our political leaders. But, hey, let's face it. They're clueless. I mean, out here in Southern California, seven bucks a gallon for gas. It's like, what? Seven bucks? Is that seven pesos? Is that seven yen? No, it's seven U.S. dollars, you know? It's like me and my wife went to the grocery store the other day, and we just got, like, she got eggs and a couple vegetables and a couple little things. I'm, it's in one little bag, 36 bucks. I'm thinking, 
36 bucks from what's in this little back here. I'm thinking to myself, who's running this country? Or maybe I should say, who's not running this country? Anyway, the point is, we're spinning out of control here. On a serious note, crime is skyrocketing. Inflation skyrocketing. Political corruption skyrocketing. It's like, you know, all this, everything that's happening with the Roe versus Wade being overturned right now. I hope it is. I mean, do we really realize what we've done as a nation? Since Roe versus Wade was instituted in 1973, we have killed 63 million babies. Think about that. Uh, excuse me, it's the woman's right. Uh, excuse me, what about the right of the little girl that's in her womb? Does she have no rights? Listen, a woman has a right to so many things. She does not have the right to take the life of another child, even if it's her own. God's the one that puts life together. When you take that baby out, you're killing that baby. I was talking to a a Christian, and she was debating me on this. And I'm like, God is the one that said he has established our, our life in our own mother's womb, that he knows all of our days before we come out of the womb. And I said, this is murdered. She's, she never saw it until she was talking to me. And she's like, oh, my goodness. Listen, God wants to be gracious to America. But look what America has done. We need to repent of our sin. We need to get right with God. I mean, God desires to forgive us. He desires to set us free. And if you're listening on the radio and you've had an abortion in your life and you have guilt over that, you need to go to the Lord and you need to say, oh, God, forgive me. And guess what? He will. Why? Because he loves you. He cares about you. But let me tell you, if you don't repent and you don't get right with the Lord, it's going to be a harsh judgment that you're going to face when you face him one day. But that's why we need to come to him now. That's why Jesus died for us, because he loves us. He loves us in spite of us. And you can be set free. You can be set free from the guilt and the shame. And know this, that little baby is going to be waiting for you in heaven. You have one that's already gone before you. But getting back here, God wants to deliver us from all the fear that surrounds us this side of heaven. Yes, Jesus died for us. He bore our sin on his body so that we could be forgiven. And not only be forgiven, but that we could move forward in life on this side of heaven with all the problems that this world is facing right now. Russia crushing Ukraine. All the other countries afraid to stop Russia because it could start a nuclear war. All the stuff that's going on right now in the midst of that. We all have a high calling from God. That's right. You have a purpose. You might think, I don't have a purpose. All I do is get up and go to work every day, come home and repeat the same thing the next day. Listen, in the midst of that, God has a purpose for you. But getting back to our text, yes, I'm sure it was a great night of worship, food and fellowship. Yet on the next day, Jethro gets up. And he observes everything that Moses was doing from morning till night. And he sees a line of people that goes as far as you can see. And they're all waiting to talk to Moses. And that's when the wisdom of an older man of God comes into being. Which brings up this other thought, a time to listen. 
And picking up in Exodus eighteen thirteen, it says, And it came about the next day that Moses set to judge the people. And the people stood about Moses from morning till evening. So when Jethro saw this, he says, What thing is this that you're doing here? And Moses said to the father-in-law, Because the people come to me and they inquire of God. And when they have a dispute, it comes before me and I judge between them and man. So Moses' father-in-law said to him, This thing that you're doing is not good. You're surely going to wear out, both yourself and these people who are with you, for the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me, and I'll give you counsel, and God be with you, and you be the people's representative before God, and you bring the major disputes before God. But you need to teach these people your statutes and your laws, and make known to all the people, you know, how they're to walk and to work what they're to do. Verse 21, furthermore, you shall select out of all the people able men who fear God, men of truth, those who hate dishonest gain, and you shall place them over the leaders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens, and let them judge the people at all times, and let every major dispute come before you. But all the minor disputes, they themselves will judge. So it will be easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. Wow, what great wisdom this is. This is entirely how our whole United States court system is set up. I mean, oh my goodness. We have representatives over smaller people. We have, you know, city council members. We have mayors. Then we have, you know, state senate people and governors and, you know, all of this. This is exactly how our entire legal system is set up here. And it's like, why do we read all of this text all the time? Because this is what we do at Core Church Los Angeles. We want to read the text. We want to study God's Word book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, so that we understand all the ins and outs of how we're to live as a society and a people in this world. It also tells us the personality of God, what God likes, what he dislikes, what sin is, what not sin, and how we're to serve him. And if you're not in a church that's teaching expository Bible teaching, going through the Bible, how are you going to learn all of these things? How are you going to grow and mature as a man or a woman of God? So I encourage you to come to Core Church LA. That's right. We're in Los Angeles. Some people say, I never go to that God-forsaken city. Well, let me say, it is what appears to be a God-forsaken city because I live here. But on a bright side, that's why God brought us here, to be a light that shines in a dark place. But we teach the Word of God with no compromise. That means if you like to hear it, great. If you don't like to hear it, you're still going to hear it because that's how we grow. We grow when we don't just have our ears tickled with what we want to hear. We have our hearts ministered to by what we need to know through the Word of God. How else will we bring correction into the life of a believer if you're not teaching the truth of God's Word? See, I don't compromise. I don't try to, you know, say a nice little message to people so I don't want to offend anyone. Listen, you come to core church, you might get offended. But praise God you get offended because if you got some kind of sin area in your life, you need to be confronted on that. You need to repent of that sin. Now, if you don't care about growing in your relationship with God, well, then you just go wherever you want to go and just hook up with some life coach that will tell you that you're wonderful and beautiful all the time. But you're not going to get that at core church. God wants us to be taught 
the truth of God's word so that we can grow. Remember what Jesus said. He says, sanctify them or set them apart in the truth. Thy word is truth. Not a part of the word, all of the word. And that's why you need good teaching. So I encourage you, if you're anywhere within an hour of Core Church, Los Angeles, why don't you come check us out? If you hate it, don't come back. I won't chain you to the chair, but I will meet you at the door and I'll shake your hand. Hey, listen, we have three services on Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and also 12.30 p.m. So, you know, that's 12.30 noon. So I encourage you to come. Listen, if you're on the East Coast, you know, you can watch us live. You can download our app. You have to add three hours of those times, obviously. You're three hours ahead of us. But anyway, you can download our free app, and you can watch us live. You can watch us on your computer. It's like we're really accessible. And by the way, for those people that are listening on our 19 stations on the East Coast from Baltimore, Maryland, all the way up to northern New Jersey, I'm going to be speaking back in your area. I'm going to be there Sunday, June 12th. That's Sunday, June 12th in Marlton, New Jersey at Calvary Chapel, Marlton. Yes, I'm going to be speaking at Pastor Bill's church, and he's also the founder of Hope FM. So if you're listening on Hope FM, you can meet Pastor Bill too. So come out and check us out. That's June 12th. Moving on, getting back to our text. Well, Jethro took one look at the workload that Moses had, and he said, What is this? Jethro was saying. I can look farther down the road in a time here and see, Listen, Moses, you're headed for total and complete burnout. It's not good. You know, I must admit, I've always been a workaholic. So is our entire staff at Core Church. We just work a lot. We want to do the work that God has for us. And we're so blessed to have the committed group of people that we have at our church, you know, Yes, so Jethro came to Moses, and, you know, he said to him, as an older man of God, someone who has walked in the faith for a very long time, and Moses listened to him. So let me ask you a couple of questions here as you're listening on the radio today here. So number one, do you have someone who is older than the Lord in your life? Okay, so this doesn't mean that they have to be older than you in maturity as far as, you know, you're 20, you have someone 40. But what I'm asking is, do you have someone who's been walking with the Lord longer than you have in your life? Someone that you can ask questions to. Someone that like, hey, I don't understand this. Hey, what should I do here? Do you have someone older in the Lord? Someone that can lead you back to the Bible when you're faced with problems. Someone who can give you godly counsel when your marriage hits a rough spot. Not just a friend that says, oh yeah, I'm divorced. You should just go divorce him. You deserve better than this. And they're just a total disaster themselves. No, you know, we don't need that. Yes, we need godly examples in our life. Someone that can say in the hard times the things that we need to hear, even if we don't want to hear them. You know, if you don't have a friend like that, can you get one? Can you find one? Can you find someone in your church that's older than you? There's a lot of mature Christians here at Core Church Los Angeles. Maybe getting plugged into one of the, you know, home studies that we have here in the L.A. region. Or if you're in another church in another area, you know, getting plugged into their midweek study or their women's study, the men's study, you know, getting plugged in where you get to know these other people. Hey, what about your church? Let me ask you, do you know your pastors? Do you know the elders there? Do you know the deacons? Do you know the ministry leaders? You know, get to know those who are always at your church, the people that you see every time you walk in. Get to know them. So, number one, do you have someone older in your life 
that you can lean on in times of difficulty. Number two, if you do have someone who is older than you in the Lord, do you listen to them when you ask for their counsel? Because sometimes you can go ask people like, oh, what do you think about this? And then you don't like what they have to say. So you go to the next person. What do you think about this? You don't like what they have to say. And you keep asking people until you find what you want to hear. Listen, what you want to hear is not what you need to hear. You need someone that can say, well, this is your question. The Bible says this. And that needs to be the end of discussion. Not just keep asking until you find some slack-jaw Christian, you know, some some person will just tell you what you want to hear. You don't want that. You want the person that will tell you the truth. It's like going and having a, you know, a meatball sub. You know, if you're my friend and we're going for meatball subs and you have half a meatball hanging off your chin, I'm going to tell you like, hey— clean up there on aisle uh, side of your cheek, okay? And it's like, because I'm going to tell you, because I don't want you walking around with a meatball hanging off your cheek, okay? Now, if you have someone that says, well, I don't know, maybe they would be offended if I said something. Okay, so you let your friend go down the road with a meatball in his cheek, and then all of a sudden he gets home or he looks in the mirror in his car, you know, two hours later, there's a meatball hanging on my cheek. See, it's like if you love someone, you'll tell them the truth, even if it isn't what they want to hear. Remember, Jesus would always say, let him who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. See, God will many times use someone around us to minister to us. That doesn't mean that they're always right every single time. But when we find godly men and women who base their counsel on what the Word of God says only, that's the ones that I want to hear from. And that's, again, why we at Core Church teach the Bible— book by book. That's why we do it, so that we can replace our secular worldview with a solid biblical worldview. That's what Core Truth Radio is all about. We want to get out the secular worldview that you might have and instill a solid biblical worldview, not a core church worldview, a biblical worldview. Example, it's easy as a single person to get tired of waiting, you know, for a Christian to date. Maybe you've been a Christian for a while and you're single and God hasn't brought that person to your life. So you mind saying, well, hey, I'm just going to go to the club and do a little La Vida Loca, you know, ta 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 ta, you know, and it's like start grinding on someone else and so like you're taking things into your own hands. Listen, you can't do that. You can't date a non-Christian. Yeah, but I'm going to be telling them about Jesus. No, no, no. There's no evangelistic dating here, okay? You don't want to throw in the towel for someone that is going to be a nightmare to you later. Listen, maybe if you're single and that person hasn't come into your life yet, have you ever thought that maybe you're not ready for the other person yet? That maybe you haven't matured to the level of where God wants you to be so that when he puts that godly princess or that godly prince in your life, that you're going to be the right person for them? Or have you thought about this? Maybe you are in the right place now. Maybe you are solid in your relationship with Christ. But maybe the person that God's going to bring in your life, maybe they're not there yet. See, this is what God has wants us to think about. That's why we need godly counsel in our lives. And that's what Moses' father-in-law was sharing with them. Listen, you're going to burn out if you try to do everything yourself. So line up all these people, people over thousands, people over hundreds, people over fifties, people over tens, and have different levels so people can get ministered to. If I had to do all the ministry at Core Church, I would burn out. But I have multiple pastors, multiple elders, multiple deacons, and multiple ministry leaders. And so we have a lot of different layers. And so I encourage you to find a church that teaches the truth 
so that you can grow in that atmosphere. Now, let me ask this right before we leave. Where are you actually at with the Lord? I mean, are you doing good and walking strong with the Lord right now? Look, we live in a crazy world right now that's got a lot of ups and downs, but you're walking with the Lord. Or you find yourself distanced from the Lord. If you find yourself distanced, it's probably because you maybe got some sin in your life and you just kind of drifted away. It's what happens. But the good news is you can get right with the Lord right now. You can ask the Lord to come in and forgive you of your sin and let this day be a new day. And if that's you, I'd like to lead you in this prayer because only you can pray it. But let me tell you, God will listen to you if you do pray this prayer. So if that's you, pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me. And I believe you were buried. But I believe you rose again. Come inside of me. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. And be my friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I'd like to send you some materials to help you and encourage you in your walking relationship with God. If you can just text me your name and address to 323 307-3255. That's 323-807-3255. And may the Lord God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilbur of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789 Los Angeles, California 90034. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.